0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Engagement Zone podcast. Uh, Here um, is uh, Matt Manners, uh, the founder of the Employee Engagement Awards. Um, With us today on this edition, we have Josh Levine um, of Loving Mondays. Um, I've known Josh for many years now, uh, since since the beginning of the Employee Engagement Awards worldwide, uh, and he is one of our first guests on Engagement Zone. Before we get to Josh, uh, we'd like to report what's been in the news uh, over the past few weeks. This week, we've had the American midterms. It's been impossible to escape anywhere in the world, what's been going on in that part of the globe. Uh, My team, Arsenal, is now on a a win streak um, after being on about a 14-year losing streak, which is fantastic. Uh, And uh, we're off to Sydney for our employee engagement conference down in Australia, New Zealand. So there's lots going on. Um, so, Josh, thanks very much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for for having me,
1: Matt. If I could, if I one quick, quick, quick correction. You said "lovely Mondays," which is, is which is a nice a nice name, but it's not the uh, name of my company. My company is "Great Mondays," Great so Mondays, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll correct the correct cor, correct you right up front.
0: That's a good start, isn't it, Josh? You know, there we go. Great, great Mondays. And, um, what, what, what led you to, uh, call your company, call your company that?
1: Well, um, about 10 years ago, I, um, was kind of in this place of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I had just left a brand strategy firm and, um, didn't really have any job prospects, so I had uh, kind of went from job search to soul search. And what I realized is the most, the thing that really got me excited was the idea of helping people just feel more fulfilled and do it through work. And so that really kind of led to this drive towards um, thinking about how do I do that with people, and and how do you know what's the ultimate outcome. And it would be as if you're so excited to go to work on Mondays, as you you know, or would think about you know, yay, yeah, it's Friday, it's the end of the week. I want to kind of reverse that and be like, you're so engaged in what you're doing, you're just so passionate about it and that you can have an amazing, amazing day even on the quote worst day of the week.
0: Fantastic. Well, I, we we met through Culture Lab X, but obviously that journey of, of ten years has has led to. Your book, uh, Great Monday, is How to Design a Company Culture Employees Love. And I was wondering whether you are able to tell us about the inspiration behind that book and, and what we might learn from it.
1: Yeah, so, you know, my history, I come from a, a graphic design background and then kind of cut my teeth early as a, in my career as a brand strategist. And so I sort of have a, a soft spot in my heart for the concepts um, that are around design and the idea of being creative and inventing new, new ways of doing things. And sort of at this, at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, I, I, my, in my sort of evolution, uh, really understanding that culture was kind of the ultimate business advantage. It was kind of the one thing a business had that you couldn't, nobody else could steal. Nobody else could, um, copy or imitate. And it was the only way that we were really going to get, businesses to um, do the things that they were saying they stood for in the sort of the brand strategy or design space. Right. So how do we get employees built in to really understand that? So my, you know, sort of bringing these two kind of passions together, the idea of design, the idea of culture really was the, the kind of the source of this book. How do we get creative and, um, think about taking a proactive approach to our designing a, a company's culture to the culture, as opposed to like uh, what is it we have here? Right. It's like, it, you know, it's like, is it, is it something that you can control? And and my point is, is that not only is it something you can manage, it's something that you can take an active role in designing in a way that's going to be unique and um, compelling for you. Each company uh, unto itself
0: now are you able to give us some of those insights and tips without giving away the book entirely because i know our listeners <laughs> definitely definitely want to know some of some of the things you're discussing there
1: <laughs> yeah yeah sure of course of course um i you know if, if i can zoom out and say to that to your point <laughs> that um my goal Right, regardless if it's the book or if it's my business or if it's like if I'm giving a talk, my goal is to really surface and make an argument for company culture as a strategic advantage in business. Uh, and so I'll give it away. It's fine. I, like my that's my my life's work is just you know getting it out there. <laughs> of course I want. Of course I would love to make some money, but you know ultimately. So yes. Um, so the the premise of the book. Um, is built around six components that are a system and these this this system is really the the levers that you have to you can and you have to pull in order to design your culture so purpose values and behaviors are the first three recognition rituals and cues are the second three so purpose values and behaviors that's how we design the culture that's how we set the precedent for what we're hoping to achieve it's kind of painting the picture purpose why are we in business beyond making money values how do we do that like what's the road we take so those are the guardrails and behaviors are the outcomes of those right so if you drew a line from uh using the uh, values as kind of the anchor and purpose as the north star. You kind of get describe this line of behaviors. Would
0: would would, would one be more important than the other? Pur- purpose jumps out at me. Um.
1: Well, I you know it is a it's a system, right? And so um, uh, if you if you don't have purpose, then you know it doesn't. It builds on itself. Right. So is it more important than values? I don't know. But but you got to have it first to really make those values sing, because otherwise, like, why are you you don't have that reason to jump out of bed in the morning? Purpose is why you're doing what you're doing beyond making money. So in that sense, it underpins everything. Um, and then the second three recognition rituals and cues are how we support and manage those behaviors, right? So we set this precedent, we set this idea up high. So how do we rec- reward and recognize the behaviors that we want? Um, great job. You know, you've, you've, you've done it this way. Um, and there's, a, you know, there's a few different ways to, to do that, which I describe in the book. Uh, rituals are how we actually stay connected to the humans in our business. Um, they, the, the, the relationships are the synapses of culture. So if you do not have strong relationships, your culture will not spread. It doesn't change from, it doesn't, doesn't move from one part of the company to another. And you'll get some sort of subcultures that may or may not be what you're hoping for. And then, um, cues are, are the, the, Visual and behavioral reminders of why you're in business. So this connects us back to cues and anything else that's the, that's sort of thinking about what the future of the company is. So those are the six components, and that's the that's the basic premise.
0: So are you able to give a real world example of, of a business out there that does this well um, that has all, all six um, working together?
1: Um, I don't, you know, I don't in the book, I I kind of uh, pick the best in class from each of the examples. However, there is a, um, and and I don't think any company is going to do it perfectly, but um, one of my favorite sort of whole example is um, a, uh, a little sport, like a sports equipment company here in the Bay area. Right. So I'm in, I'm uh, I'm in Berkeley right next to San Francisco and, um, around the Bay area, there's this, uh, outdoor retailer called sports basement and they compete against sort of the other big kind of behemoths, um, of, uh, of sporting goods. And it's a very, of course, it's a very, uh, outdoorsy community. So there's a big, big market here for that. Um, but what I love about them is they're so authentic in what they do and they have all of these. And all the pieces and parts, I think that just, that are so great. So they're, you know, what their, what their purpose is, um, is to get, you know, more people out doing, you know, doing things and enjoying the outdoors. Um, and they, you know, they, they really value the idea of community and they, and they, um, value the idea of accessibility. Um, I don't have their other values, um, off the top of my head, but the, and then the behaviors really you see that kind of coming forward which um is in everything that they do um they uh they have you know kind of very open spaces they rent kind of the cheapest possible location and um there is a uh uh to make it accessible right to keep things inexpensive so they they rented in a part of town an old supermarket and they didn't even do anything to the supermarket they basically still had the like fish there was like fresh fish up on the wall it still said like where the the deli was and essentially they just had a lot of space they didn't heat it it was freezing in there but you could know, you knew that that was like that's how they got their prices so cheap so make these sort of business decisions based on it and they also hire these amazing knowledgeable people that just are really accessible so they put their places all the different you know all over the city and you just get that feeling they have homemade signs that are all over the place they're not highly produced so you have that accessibility right and they and i know a colleague of mine worked there and um they got all sorts of crazy discounts on, you know, obviously sporting gear and like they paid for races if you were if you you know race. So she was a bike racer, uh, and then they would reward people for you know doing great things. Um, that
0: really I, I was at an event that. the other day because I'm am a firm believer in, in what you're what you're about and what you, what your book's about. Um, you know, people more and more people are looking for jobs that give them a reason to get up in the morning and go to work rather than pay. Um, you know, they, they want to feel like they're, exactly. they're yeah. in line yeah. with what the company's trying to achieve. That's becoming more and more important. But I was at an event and it was a panel discussion on the topic of culture came up. And uh, it's an antiquated view, but I think that one is probably still in the majority out there uh, in leadership is, well, purpose is all well and good. But when you need to make money, you can just get rid of the purpose and, and just sell. And I just wanted to know what your (laughs) thoughts were on that statement, because I know what mine are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could guess what mine are, too. Um, Well, it's, you know, I don't think it's that. I mean, maybe you have something specifically in mind, but I don't think it is that explicit. Right. Like what happens is that you compromise in those situations as you're scaling. You compromise uh, some of those elements of, of your culture, some of those, the, the, if the, you know, if you're making a lot of money and it doesn't align with your purpose, then let's just forego the purpose. And, um, what, you know, I I think you're trading short term cash for long-term value. And that's, you know, that, that's the difference, right? There's plenty of organizations and fine, they can do it that, that, that want to just make a lot of money very quickly and then bail. And that's, you know, that's their decision. It's not illegal in any capacity. So, but if you're looking for a building, a a sustainable business, a business that's long-term, then you need to balance these things. I have a client right now that has, you know, is going through incredible growth, but they're risking the um, culture while they're doing it. And I've seen, you know, we're going to help them turn that around because they do want to see more long-term growth. But I've seen plenty of organizations. They're like, whatever, like, let's just, let's just burn everybody out, work them to the bone. We're just trying to scale so that we can, I don't know, sell out um, to be bought. And that's a fine, that's a reasonable decision, but you know, I don't that's not the way that I, think the world should should go if we're going to have really a growth economy and long-term stability and all the all the things that underpin the kind of the the strength of our world and our society and the economic point of view i think you need
0: yeah because this was a a big company where this person was from as well so it was just a you know it was almost the attitude of cultures are nice to have fluffy piece of uh you know uh Non-essential, and that we need to make money. Yeah. But I think, yeah. if done correctly, you know, would I be would I be right in assuming that if done correctly, the culture and purpose piece would would flow through all the way through internally and out to the external customer too? So you can't just substitute it or get rid of it because it will impact your customer experience as well, and and the values you're pr- promoting to them.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we have a client right now that we're working with. It's a a, a moderately sized bank in the Midwest. And they asked us, they said, we have a great culture. We have amazing values. Everybody loves working here. But now, Mm. now we want to bring that to the outside world. So how do you, can you help us build on our internal culture and actually train, build a training program that helps how the customer facing people and even the non customer facing people understand how to make better decisions to improve the customer experience based on the culture. So what you've just described, I think, is the like leading edge of where thinking is. Most of the companies that we work with, they don't have that awareness. They think of it either as well. Usually, they don't hire us if it's a nice to have, but they think of it as either you know a great recruiting tool, which it is, a great retention tool, which it is uh yeah but it's yeah. so much I, more. I,
0: I, i'm excited like it just from our own internal perspective we've seen the culture and purpose category uh, double in the past couple of years um and i think people are waking up to the fact that it's a competitive advantage from an internal and external perspective um i i could talk for hours with you about this josh um uh, we, we're trying to keep our engagement zone uh nice and short and, and want people to go and you know talk to you and contact you afterwards. So I've got yeah. a couple of, um, yeah, I have a couple everything, of questions right. for you. Um, <laughs> if you had a magic wand uh, and you could change one thing about the world of work t- today, what would that one thing be? I think we've already,
1: I think we, we've started, we, we touched on it earlier, which is that um, it is understood from every business leader in every business that treating, that creating a culture, a positive, enlightened culture is not only great for the business, but it actually is great for employees as well. That's, I want it to be as assumed to be a core business function as operations, accounting, and IT. That's, that's my vision. That's what I would, that's what I would.
0: Fantastic. Change. Um, if you're I an, could, you're an incredibly nice part of the world as we speak, but if you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would you be?
1: Uh, we were just talking about uh, a few years ago, we went with my family to a trip to Boulder, Colorado, and we had a great time there. And I know it's getting a little chilly. It's not quite cold here in the Bay Area just yet, but it feels like it should be. So I would go back to uh, spend some time and, in Boulder, uh, last Boulder, but Boulder but not Colorado.
0: And um, what would you choose? 100 duck-sized elephants or one elephant-sized duck?
1: um I, I think we gotta go with a hundred duck-sized elephants that's my yeah 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 it's 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 the, the, cute, the cute i mean i have a lot of kids so i feel like maybe that i'm more connecting with that like sort of small and no, cute fantastic. many well, things like i think uh, matters, we agree with
0: you know. the, uh, at the employee engagement awards so um no, really thank you for your time um great monday <laughs> is how to design a company culture employees love is, is that out now or when's that going becoming available
1: uh it you can buy it on a uh, pre pre-order it on amazon now if you look up great mondays josh levine uh you'll find it there and, and you're on linkedin shift, and the usual if of people December. want to
0: come say hello and ask you your advice for things and connect with you
1: absolutely yeah so on linkedin you can just look for me aka josh levine and that's also how you can find me around the web um on twitter and the like fantastic uh, well as always josh absolute pleasure levine.
0: thank you for being our guest and uh, speak to you very soon cheers bye-bye
1: all right thanks matt